Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the PTBO Today podcast. Intelligent conversation. Jordan and Graham here kicking off your Monday edition of PTBO Today Live. Let's look at the big three local stories we are following today. Glad you highlighted the local there, Jordan, because it was a sad weekend for us. Uh, two of our favorite referees in the world wrestling entertainment uh, world or WF uh, passed away. That Dave is Hebner. true. One of the uh, two uh, twin referees, uh, the Hogan-Andre series, and Timmy White, who was a friend of uh, Andre the Giant. Yeah, he was his handler. He used to drive him around and stuff, yeah. So, uh, sad day for referees in the world of professional wrestling over the weekend. Uh, Locally, though, a local kitchen fire uh, caused about $45,000 in damage. You knew I had to get a wrestling drop in there somewhere on a Monday morning. I wasn't expecting it five seconds into the show, but (laughs) I'm I'm happy you did it. That's fine. Uh, Local kitchen fire caused about $45,000 in damage. Uh, Peterborough crews were called yesterday around 4.30 after flames broke out at a house on Glebe Mount Crescent. The fire was put out quickly and all occupants were able to get out safely. Monaghan Ward Councillor Don Vasiliadis is seeking a third term in office. He submitted his paperwork earlier today saying he believes there are still several things he wishes to accomplish. Yeah, that's my word Is uh, it? Okay. out there in Monaghan Ward. So, uh, you know, Don, I had the opportunity to chat with him. We'll play snippets back on the show. But uh, somebody who I've always, you know, greatly respected his opinion. And it's getting to be a fairly crowded race. I was going to say, you look place. at uh, Town Ward, you look at uh, your, your end of the West End there. You've got yep. a few already popping up, a couple there in the North End. Still looking for a couple of other wards to see what's going to happen. You haven't heard too much about Ashburn Award yet or yeah. even South End there, too. So we'll wait and see how things play out there as the time ticks. And a familiar name is going to continue to lead the Ontario Public School Board Association. A Kawartha Pine Ridge District School Board trustee, Kathy Abraham, has been acclaimed the role. She served as the association president since June 2018. Don't forget, she was also the KPR board chair for a short while in between stints, too. As always, if you want more information on that, you can visit our website, ptbotoday.ca. Those are the big three local stories we are following today. The question of the day today is, what is an occasion that you have trouble remembering the date for? Any, any trouble remembering Father's Day over the weekend? Yeah, you know what? It sort of got glossed <laughs> over a little bit, that's for sure. We'll talk about that and more when PTBO Today Live continues. Jordan, Graham, and you never know who else. This is the PTBO Today podcast. This is PTBO Today Live, the podcast. And Graham, you had the opportunity to catch up with Pete's head coach, Rob Wilson, to talk about the start of the 2022 Memorial Cup. What have you been doing for the last uh, few weeks? Watching a lot of hockey or what? Yeah, I have been actually watching a ton of hockey, and uh, you know it's been uh, been been really good. I've been actually really enjoying it. I kind of uh, that's kind of my downtime, even during the season. I'm I end up watching games. I'm not really a movie guy, and I end up watching either tons of sports and the odd documentary. So, <laughs> uh, and ninety percent of it's hockey. So uh, I uh, I've been enjoying it actually. Yeah. Enjoying it been a lot of fun to watch especially the ohl finals uh hamilton of course coming away you guys lost to hamilton i want to remind you of that little fact unfortunately Thank you. Thank you. uh but you know what uh you knew that this was going to be a team to be reckoned with at what point did you go you know what hamilton probably has the magic button of uh, going all the way to the ohl final and then beyond well i think you know you you figure that out during the season a little bit because when you look at it um 
you know, I think they lost three games after Christmas, and one was to us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it was uh, – I knew they were a pretty good hockey team. They, You know, as far as I'm concerned, they picked up the best player in junior and Mason, and it was the right move for both clubs. Um, and Mason knew that as well, as though Mason was happy to stay, wanted to stay. Uh, it was the right move for everybody. Played great for them. Um, you know, they picked up Arbor Jacki, who I think played great for them as well. They made other moves, started in the summer with camera. Um, they just were a really good hockey team. And uh, and you knew that it was going to be tough to – I thought I thought we actually played – I mean, obviously Windsor uh, played them the tough. But on the eastern side, I, I thought we've actually played them the toughest out of everyone. You could probably answer this question better. I mean, the fact we didn't see any Western Conference teams all season, we will next, of course, as we've got the the, the regular season uh, schedule now released and looking forward to, to going through that as well. But we know we're going to be seeing teams like Erie again and, and those Western Conference teams. There's a lot of conversation that this goes to show that maybe the West was just a little bit stronger than the East was. Is is that something that's hard to sort of determine the fact that you guys did not play any Western Conference teams? Well, I think I think you know what um, uh, I, I thought Windsor was very strong. I thought they were, did a great job there, and and uh, and everything. I thought Hamilton um, probably should have won Game One, and they let it slip. They're up three one. They let it slip, and lost in overtime, and that kind of gave them a bit of a hiccup. And they had to get through some adversity, which they hadn't faced. And I'm a big believer that you won't win until you hit some adversity. And I think. Windsor had already had some adversity in their series, so I think they might have had a little bit more of the 22 playoff experience on the ups and downs. So Hamilton had to find the, that feat, and I think, you know, not taking a thing away from Windsor, I just think Hamilton was the best team mm -hmm. uh, in the in the league, and Windsor did a phenomenal job. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, I think what, what we saw was uh, two very good teams in the final, and and uh, you know it was uh, it was great to watch and was you know was it a little more competitive on the other side? I, it's hard for me to say. I did watch both groups. I just think I just think Hamilton, you know, you go in and they have three overage defensemen and mm -hmm. they lost two of them for a lot of this series against Windsor. Well, that makes a huge difference to your team. And I would like to have, you know, you don't want to see injuries, today, but I think we could have. Stole some games off Hamilton if they didn't have Stayhouse and uh, Stayhouse and Camera, you know they lost their captain and then the overage defense or the defenseman of the year in the league for most of the series. So I think we would have made it really difficult on Hamilton. But I think overall Hamilton uh, is the team. You mentioned Mason, of course. Uh, you helped uh, bring him into the situation he's in right now. Uh, you know, playing some great hockey. Of course, as his junior coach, he goes to Hamilton. He's now going to the Memorial Cup. How proud are you of, are you of him right now? Yeah, I text him right away after the game. Absolutely, like for all of them, you know, like uh, you you feel a part of them, and uh, when you're, you know, when you're um, working with them on a daily basis, and it, it gives you and the coaching staff and the club gratification, you know, uh, that uh, that we're doing the right things, and uh, and uh, I'm hoping that next year that can be that can be us. That's challenging, you know. Windsor or Hamilton or you know we want to be somewhere around there there or thereabouts and mm -hmm. you never know who's going to win but it'd be nice to be you know in the conference final and whatever happens after the final four you know that can go on injuries so many things can happen but that's what we would like to see ourselves so I would like to see Tucker and JR and 
Stiller and all these guys and Sean Spear, I'd like to see them get their shot next year. And and uh, and I think that uh, you know I think we're going to be competitive enough that uh, you know hopefully we can we can see all these guys achieve great things. The return of Memorial Cup. Um, let's talk about the excitement going into that tournament. It is a very exciting tournament as well. And when you talk about again teams you've never seen before. So now you're scouting teams you've never played before that play in leagues that you're not really familiar with because there are some differences between the Q, the O, and the W, isn't there? Definitely. And, uh, you know, there's difference in the refereeing. There's difference in uh, in probably coaching styles for, for the leagues. And and I think I think the key is I played in the Memorial Cup, and it's such a phenomenal experience. Um, you know, look back on it very fondly and uh, feel very grateful that I had that opportunity. And these guys, when they look back, will feel the same. Uh, for me, I think you, you go in and you just remember that I think you got to stick to your game plan, not try and pre-scout too much, which, you know, would be a very, uh, you know, that'd be a, a tough habit for people to break um, because it's only a one game off. So, yes, you want to look for some tendencies, you know, what they do doing offensively, what they're doing on the rush, what they're doing in their D zone or on their forecheck or something. But you have to be careful mm-hmm. because you really want to focus on what you're doing. And I think the, the main thing is try and figure out one or two things that they do very well, five on five, and, and try and uh, see what they want to accomplish on their PK and power play. And that's about all you can really do because it's a one game off. You're not scouting them for a six, seven game series. And uh, I think that the team that can focus on their game are gonna ha- is going to have the best or mo- most success. A couple more things. Uh, you talked about your Memorial Cup uh, uh, situation. Obviously, the tournament and the way it's set up is completely different now than maybe back in the day when you played. Uh, but tell me about your remembrance of going to that tournament, going to play at the Memorial Cup. You know, the intensity of that tournament. Well, we, were, we, were, we weren't supposed to win the OHL that year. Mm. Uh, I think the intensity of the team that we had was impressive. And the, we were, you know, we had the odd superstar like Ricci. Uh, <laughs> Whatever happened to him? <laughs> yeah. But the the rest of it, you know, we had some toughness with Ty and myself Ty, yeah. And, yeah. and Paul Mitten and these type of guys. So we had, you know, we had a little bit of the intangibles that it takes back in those days. Um, but it was a group that really got along. And I think that's a key when you want to have success. And, well, like I said, Niagara was supposed to be the team to win it all, and there's probably two or other, maybe three other teams that were supposed to be ahead of us. But we end up uh, we end up going to the Memorial Cup, and just the whole thing. You're, you know, I, I have fond memories of my dad being out with me, and and uh, you know he uh, he just loved it, and and uh, still still can feel the pain of losing today. Like I can feel it like it was yesterday. Like you know, it still hurts when you go back and you think. Well, I remember how the room felt after we lost to Swift Current and. And it was it was tough, uh, but the whole experience is unbelievable, and it's like I said, something you never forget. And to win the OHL is, uh, you know, they brought that trophy out yesterday, and you know we're part of that. Yep. You know, so they they raised that trophy yesterday, and I can remember raising it myself in Niagara Falls. And mm-hmm. so you can never you can't take that away, and and uh, I think it's a phenomenal feeling to have, and. Uh, yeah, I just I just love it, and I think both teams deserve a lot of congratulations because it was a great final. And but going out to Memorial Cup now, it could be anybody's. I think Edmonton's supposed to be really, really good. I was going to ask you. I mean, obviously a lot of chat about Hamilton, but of course Edmonton, we don't know much about them. But there's a lot of conversations how good Edmonton is. Yeah, I think when you look at all the teams, because St. John's lost out in the first round. I heard they 
went against a great goaltender and, and uh, you know, they, they maybe they weren't supposed to go out and they did and that happens. Uh, you can run into a great goalie or take a bad penalty at the wrong time and you can end up being, losing a series even though everyone did a great job and that happens. But um, so you, St. John's is good and we know Hamilton's very good and hopefully they're, they're healthy. Uh, and, uh, you know, that Schwinnigan, I watched some of that with uh, Charlottetown and they look good. And then everyone's talked about Edmonton all year. So uh, it's anybody's. Like, you can never – you have four very good teams there. Like I said, St. John weren't supposed to lose out when they did. Mm -hmm. um, so there's four excellent teams there, and, and it's going to be – I'm looking forward. I can't wait till Monday. And uh, we're about uh, two and a half months away from uh, the kickoff to the Road to the Memorial Cup for the Peets. You excited for it? Well, I think we're a bit early to talk about the road to the World <laughs> Cup, but I think we're we want to be yeah we want to be a team. Like I said, there's every year there's four teams usually on each conference. Maybe you get an odd year where there's five, but there's four. We want to be one of those four, mm -hmm. you know, which brings you to one of the eight or one of the ten. So you want to be in that in that mix of that you know five, six, seven, eight teams that are think they have a chance to go to the Memorial Cup, and we want to make sure we're in that. And then so many things have to happen, right? You, you look at Hamilton, really, they, they were down two games to one in, uh, in Windsor late, and they scored, and then they won in overtime, or they'd have been down three games to one. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? Maybe they come back to Hamilton, confidence isn't there. They got a couple of key guys out of the lineup. Maybe they lose in five, and everyone's like, can you believe Hamilton lost in five? They go and win in seven. So, so many things change. And it changed so quickly, but we definitely want to be a team that uh, that has aspirations to be one of those one of those teams that's that's putting uh, putting their best foot forward to give it a shot. Pete's head coach Rob Wilson, thank you so much. Absolutely, Graham. Anytime. Pete's head coach Rob Wilson again. The Memorial Cup getting underway on this Monday, uh, yeah. Graham. A little bit later than usual. A little later than usual. Usually takes place May two for a long weekend. But looking forward to a great tournament. Hamilton, Edmonton, two of uh, the top seeds in this year's tournament as well. So going to be an interesting matchup tonight with St. John and the Bulldogs getting going. But uh, keep an eye because it's going to be a fun tournament to watch. The PTBO Today podcast. The stuff people are talking about. It is now time for our NHL playoff fever reports in the Colorado Avalanche, Graham. 14-2 and during the playoffs so far, and that includes a 7-0 and mark as visitors. They have yet to lose on the road this postseason. That is incredible. Seven, funny you said 7-0 and after that was a final score in True. Game 2 the other night. I was not expecting Tampa Bay to get schlocked like that against the Avalanche in Game 2 on Saturday, so... Tonight's game three is going to be a bit intriguing as well, but I still think there's lots of fight left in Tampa Bay yet. Don't uh, count them out. I'm looking at tonight's game. Like, I think if Tampa Bay, I said originally Colorado in six, you're right. I don't expect the Avalanche just to roll over Tampa Bay, and they want a little bit of a mulligan. There's enough experience in that room that they can put that beside them and be like, okay, cool, let's get back and regroup. I think they come out and they play extremely well tonight. I think they do as well, but here's the thing is that you watch the offense of Colorado, especially in game two, and that wasn't very the, the right litmus test to be going with because it was such a wide margin. But uh, Colorado just seemed to have everything in place. They were skidding circles around Tampa Bay in game number two. Their offense is just that much stronger, it seems. I think if you still look at the goaltending matchup, I still think you you know kind of lean more towards uh, Andre Vasilevsky as being the top guy in this uh, series. But that being said, Colorado just has that much better offense. They play a better trap style, too, a little bit as well, I noticed, is that they weren't really giving uh, Tempe that many opportunities to get set up in their zone. 
Yeah, very impressive stuff in Colorado really getting, you know, all sorts of contributions up and down the line. And yeah. Nathan McKinnon hasn't scored yet in the series. No, shockingly uh, enough. Which is amazing considering they do already have 11 goals. Uh, that is our NHL Playoff Fever Report game number three tonight. Puck drop there just after 8 o'clock. The BTBO Today podcast. Now the sounds of today. It is time now to listen to all the hot audio making the rounds on social media. Courtney Cox, Graham, one of your all-time favorites. Yeah. Uh, she has starred in all five Scream movies, but admits that she's never actually seen any of them. Oh, I don't watch them. I am a real scaredy cat, and everything kind of scares me. No, no, I don't. I can't watch a Scream. I just go like this. There's no way. I don't care if I know what blood, what's happening, who it was behind the mask. It doesn't matter. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I tapped out after Scream 2. I don't even think I ever ended up watching Scream 3. I certainly didn't know there was a 4 and 5. I think I've seen Scream 3, but yeah, I'm the same boat. I don't know about 4 and 5. I'm not shocked by this, by the, by the way, because um, I heard her on Howard Stern a few months ago, actually, and she said even Friends never saw an episode. Mm. She's never watched anything that she's done. The only thing that she did watch was when she was uh, dancing in the uh, Bruce Springsteen video back in the day. Neil Diamond made a rare public appearance during a Red Sox game at Fenway Park on Saturday. Oh, what song could he possibly have sang? It might have sounded like this. I was a little out of date with my Neil Diamond news. I didn't realize that he had Parkinson's disease and actually retired from touring. Yeah, he uh, did some uh, Twitter videos there during the pandemic, and mm. he was uh, doing some performing, live performing on there too. But yeah, Parkinson, can we please just get rid of that song? I've had enough. I just it, Neil Diamond has better songs. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like his catalog is so cherry, extensive. Cherry, cherry. <laughs> 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 well, not that one. But, but here was that movie. Now that I'm thinking of where Saving they, Silverman. Saving Silverman. There you go. There's a movie to watch. But yeah, I. I don't even know where I was, and all of a sudden they broke out Sweet Caroline, and I'm like, why are we doing this right now? This is ridiculous. It's like the Eagles, like Hotel California is great, whatever, but it's like, man, that just totally stunts people (laughs) from going in further into the catalog. Last but not least here, David Beckham was asked, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? Here's what he said. For me personally, it would just be to enjoy the moment because it goes by so quickly. And for me to turn around to myself at 15 years old, and say, enjoy the moment, and also, by the way, you're going to meet a Spice Girl and marry her. (laughs) That would have been nice to know at 15 years old. I give a shout-out to David and Victoria Beckham because this is a couple that's lasted the test of time. Yeah. been married like 30 years. Between uh, all the athletic moves and Beckham being in Los Angeles and back in England again Mm. and Spice Girls thing with Victoria, they've, they've... been a a very quiet couple i'd say done a very good job for themselves that is all the hot audio that's making the rounds on social media comment opinion today's reactions the ptbo today podcast the question of the day today is what is an occasion that you have trouble remembering the date for good question here and we got a wide variety of answers but i narrowed it down to three troy this is a bad one he says mom's birthday Oh. Mom's birthday, he knows about when it is, but not quite pegging down the date. I, no, I don't know when my parents' birthday are. I think my father's in December and my mother's. Oh, you don't even know the month. Was in October, I think. I get that little subtle, oh, well, uh, thanks for remember, not remembering mine. I'll, I'll remember to forget yours in September or whatever. But, I mean, I don't remember when Judy's is either. My, my kids, I know. My daughter's easy because it's the day after mine. And my son, I have to put his birthday down for 
everything because I had kids so I could write forms so I could fill them out uh, on a constant basis with his birth date. Pam Mercier, <laughs> April 25th, 1963. Oh. She'll love that I threw in the year, too. Whoa. <laughs> well, let's do some math there, Pammy. Okay. Carol says Thanksgiving. Now, does that change? Yes. That always Well, that makes sense, Carol, why it would change. Because it's it's not something that stays on the same day. No, it's a stagnant Monday. But, I mean, I, more so even the States, though, it could be the first Thursday of the yeah. month or it could be the last Thursday of the month. Ours are usually pretty good for being the you know second. I think it's the second Monday. I don't even know when it is yeah. in Canada. So but we're with you, Carol. The, but the worst one is actually the uh, Thanksgiving in the U.S. because it can go from one week to another. Andrew says anniversary, and he puts a little asterisk and says, well, that's because they're not married, uh, but they're kind of engaged. But do you consider that your anniversary or when you started dating? Yeah. He's doing a bunch of stuff we, here, and he doesn't that, know. We had that conversation as well. Going, well, okay, we, we we're, well, because Judy aren't, I, and I aren't married, but she'll remember like, Oh, well, you know, this is when we actually started talking. and Yeah. It, well, but we didn't actually go for a date for another few weeks. So goes, well, what date was that? I don't know. What the, no. I, I started talking particular. on Halloween. That was it. That's our anniversary. That's what I go with. What is an occasion that you have trouble remembering the date for? Halloween, not one of them. <laughs> uh, we do know that one. Join the conversation on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Freak905. The BTBO Today Podcast. Running down the stuff you need to know. It is time now for our community spotlight. And anytime there is a high UV report, you need to make sure to wear sunscreen. Yes. Uh, Cheryl, I, I never do, but... I rarely do, too. It's terrible. Don't take our <laughs> advice. Uh, Cheryl Rawson, who's the head of dermatology at University Health Network Toronto Western Hospital, says that it is extremely important to take care of your skin. If you look at the skin under a microscope when you've been sunburned, you can see that there are dead cells scattered throughout the outer layer of the skin. And if you look further, there is DNA damage, which leads to eventually, if enough of it occurs, increased risk of skin cancer. So that's really the main reason that we talk so much about how important it is to protect your skin from sun exposure. Rawson does recommend wearing SPF 50 or 60. Jeez. It's a lot higher. That's high, yeah. That's pretty high. Yeah, okay. I'm not, I don't wear anything, but... uh... I definitely don't think I'd be going for the SPF that high, maybe. But I also don't burn or anything, so I'm weird. Like Make that. sure to wear sunscreen if you go and check out Cruise Nights at Craftworks. Yes. Uh, Larry Franks is going to join us coming up on tomorrow's edition of the show. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, the events and what they're doing to get music fans out, because I know there's going to be a little musical component this time around. I love cra- uh, the music, uh, sorry, the car nights at Craftworks. If you haven't been, you really need to check it out in order to entice you more on this. We're going to chat with Frank about that tomorrow. But these, this is a great event, as uh, always put on uh, by, the, uh, by the fine folks that organize this. Can't wait to do it. We will talk to Frank and more coming up on tomorrow's edition of the program. Have yourself a fantastic evening. You've been listening to PTBO Today Live. Catch Jordan and Graham weekday afternoons on Freak 90.5 and on the iHeartRadio app. Download the show every weekday and spread the word about Peterborough's only daily podcast, the PTBO Today Podcast. Intelligent Conversation. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.